stuck in the middle and the pain is under so I to get over welcome to the forefeminist allow me taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afarfem. Thank you for stopping by today. I do not take your love for granted. Thank you so much for tuning in. Many have often wondered where certain voices they were used to hearing on television or radio disappear. I guess you wonder as well. Even so many people wondered where my voice went to when I left the radio. But I'm here. I'm not gone anywhere. <laughs> I returned to podcasting, but um, still talking, disappearing voices. Sadly, last weekend, even though I wasn't able to mention it because I already produced a part of a podcast for last week, just before um, the passing of Jane Maxesqui. I hope I got that right. She's popularly known as the Night Birdie. Um, who came into the spotlight on America's Got Talent in 2021. And despite her battle with cancer, she made it to the show and then received the golden buzzer during her audition on America's Got Talent, but uh, was unable to proceed to the quarterfinals because of um, worsening health condition. Sadly, she passed away last week, 
Saturday, which was the 19th of February, 2022. And um, I hope a family can stay strong for her. And I think she wanted everyone, you know, to be strong for her when she's gone because she literally said some words and made um, journals around a passing and even some of the songs she put out was to encourage you know everyone who touched their lives to you know stay strong for her and I hope her family is doing just that um may she rest in peace I wish the best for the family and I hope that um they will all be fine. It's sad to lose such an amazing person and talent, you know, in a very short time. She was just um, about 30, I think. Yeah, 30 years old, which is very sad. 30 or 31 years old, about, thereabout. And it's a very sad thing to lose a child, you know, when they haven't really fully blossomed. Rest in peace, Nightingale. I want to take a break. And of course, when I do return, I'm going to get into the conversation for today. You don't want to go anywhere, but the song I'm about to play is especially dedicated to Jane. I'll be right back. Over the weekend, the team took a crossroad look into where some of your favorite media personalities, celebrities, stars, sitcoms, shows you grew up with. So many, so many of them. Too numerous to mention. We had to dig deeper and deeper into which ones um, were a huge part of our childhood. And we had to take uh, a vote so that uh, we put out the most interesting and relevant, you know, to the ones, of course, we know that um, our listeners and the audience that tune into those podcasts are of a particular age group. And we need to put that also into consideration. So this selection of um, your favorites over the years is in no way exhaustive okay so for those of you probably coming from other generation and you're tuning into this podcast uh we do apologize and we intend to make this particular segment of um the podcast a seasonal thing so what that means is that um every new season we'll be digging into the lives of some of your favorites and we have tagged it where are they now okay so you can see that already you know before you click your play button it's where are they now so we'll be doing it um every season and we're gonna you know switch it up a bit flip it up and down a bit for your listening pleasure but then there are some of our fans that were a huge part of our childhood and we couldn't help but uh, I like them in this particular season 
and uh, we found loads of information and we tried to trim so many of them so not to bore you you know with the <laughs> intricacies of our production yeah it's a lot of work you know some people actually think that podcasting is just get your a mic and just talk no 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 it's a lot of creating going on behind the scenes a lot of people working together to make the sound you hear articulate and speak and span <laughs> anyway uh so back to the conversation so we have decided to focus like i said for us uh we know a particular age group who listen to our podcast for now uh once that changes probably in the next season we'll create uh we'll create a new um a new set of fives that uh will speak to the age group maybe the new age group or new generation that probably tune into a podcast but for now um we're going to relieve some of your childhood memories together we're going to relieve it even me myself i cannot help or get enough of it and um where are they now many people often ask where are these people this actor actor actress singer musician name it or a certain show sitcom you grew up watching i remember uh, very well that um there was the show every saturday mornings we watched as a family it was actually called family breakfast television i didn't want to advertise for this company so i wouldn't mention the name of course it had the name of the company and then it's the rest of it was family breakfast television so every saturday as a family we had to watch so many so many sitcoms and it goes on for almost 4 hours i'm telling you so we wake up at early as probably 6 o'clock <laughs> and then everyone is in the living room and we you know we are bonding together as a family My home was one of the most interesting places. Not like it was a perfect place. Uh of course every family has the the ugly side of them, but it was a bonding great bonding experience for the kids, you know, and then our relationship with our parents. Anyway, that aside, um so the team uh we have carefully created some signature sound of some of the sitcoms so you'll be hearing signature sounds um you'll be hear- you'll be hearing clips and i mean like real clips <gasps> movie clips okay but this is a movie okay we have like uh two movies so you'll be hearing some movie clips um we've also noted quite a few things as well taking into consideration that uh, we need to give you the best podcast experience the list is endless but we have verdian friends family family matters um, sitcom and then we have the duo of julia roberts and richard gere and the movie's pretty woman and the runaway bride we also have <laughs> because that was a very hard decision we had to make the fresh prince of bel air made the cut and you know what i'm smiling it reminds me of my brother i'm sure 
if my brother, if I didn't put the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think my brother would be upset with me. I don't know if for some reason. Of course, he's a part of the team, but we didn't have time to have this conversation around which will make the cut and which will not make the cut. And I think that if Fresh Prince of Bel-Air didn't make the cut, for some reason, I feel like my brother would not forgive me. But then it is what it is. It made the cut. Thank God it did. So, drum roll. <laughs> I'll be right back. So that was Banny and Friends theme song and I hope you enjoyed it and um, for those of you who are not new to Banny and Friends I don't think anybody didn't know about Bernie and Friends it's just like saying you don't know about Ma- Michael Jackson even though you didn't watch it right you should but then just to help those of you who probably haven't heard about Bernie and Friends Bernie and Friend was um, an American children's television series and it was targeted for young children between the ages of 2 to 7. It was created by Cheryl Litch and it um, premiered on the PBS on April the 6th, 1992. For some reason, it found its way to my country. I don't know if it heard in other countries as much as it did her in Africa, but it heard in Nigeria. And Nigeria is the largest black um, population in the world. And so many children grew up watching Bernie and Friends. As a matter of fact, while we were in school, I remember back in the day, you just want to go home to Bernie and Friends. Like it's something we looked forward to when we left school after a very hard day at school. <laughs> the series um, featured um, a character. So I'm just going to paint a picture about what it was about. So in the series, there is the character. The major character was Bernie. Okay, so that's why it's called Bernie and Friends. Because the major character was Bernie. And Bernie was a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus. A type of dinosaur, okay? I hope I even pronounced that correctly. It was uh, a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex who conveyed educational messages through songs, small dance routines, and what have you. Like, it makes it fun for the kids, but it educates them while they are 
being entertained. I call it some form of entertainment. And then he had this thing about her hugging them. You know, uh, they love to hug Bernie. And um, even though the series stayed for a very long time, the children, some of the children in the series moved on into great things in life because the series ended November 2nd, 2010. And um, throughout the series, 100 children appeared in it. Isn't that amazing? So it was a platform that showcased a lot of young children with amazing talent. And um, because of the nature of the production, most of the children were situated in a particular area. I think this was called the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex There's a, um, in Dallas. So most of the children came from that region and um, only a few, a handful of them, you know, have moved on to greater things afterwards. So out of a hundred kids who are featured in Bernie and Friends, so some of your favorite celebrities today, yeah, are mega stars, even though they started out on Bernie and Friends. And I'm talking about the likes of singer-songwriter Demi Lovato. She played Angela in Bernie and Friends. Yeah, she did. <laughs> and she played Angela from season seven to season eight um, of Bernie and Friends. And um, today, Demi Lovato has carved a niche for herself, even though she struggled a lot, especially it's something that is very common with child stars who, you know, came into the spotlight very early in life. They struggle a lot to manage the anxiety that comes with fame and the publicity brings so much into their lives. But I'm glad Demi Lovato isn't the best place right now. I hope she is because she only recently came out as Day for gender. So she has come to embrace herself fully with 66 wins. She has been awarded 66 times. She's had 222 nominations. And I think that's amazing for someone who started on Bernie and Friends, if you ask me. And then there is Selena Gomez. So Selena Gomez, you all know her. She's a singer and actor. But she also started out on Bernie and Friends. She was Diana on Bernie and Friends from season 7 to season 8 just at the same time Demi Lovato was on it as well Selena Gomez's love life has been played out in the media and I know everyone knows this, her relationship with Justin Bieber Plumete and um, and up until now too many you know Fans of Selena Gomez haven't forgiven Justin Bieber. I only feel sorry for, you know, Justin Bieber because he will always have to, you know, have to prove that he loves his wife. And that's just because of 
Selena Gomez's fans. I just hope that they can just subpedal a bit, allow the newlyweds. And when I'm talking about Justin Bieber and Ailey Bieber, allow them to enjoy their, their married life. You're married now. Selena Gomez has moved on. I don't think she's hurt, even though she made her. She wrote a couple of songs and released them, you know, around uh, heartbreak and hurting. But I think she's in a better place right now. And for someone who came out on, of the spotlight from Bernie and Friends, she's done amazing too for herself. She's had a total of 131 awards and she's been nominated 376 times. I mean, different awards not the same awards but because of time i cannot run through all of them and there is also actress madison pettis she played bridget in season 10 of bernie and friends so these are all of your favorites and where they are now but um after bernie and friends actress uh madison pettis moved on okay because i know that some of you may want to know what she's done after bernie and friends she's popular a bit pop quite popular now but she moved on to do all the things and she became known for roles as sophie martinez on the disney channel comedy series Corey in the house she was also peyton kelly in the 2007 film the game plan and she was also Ali Brooks in the 2011 Canadian comedy series Life with Boys. So she's really done well for herself. No awards yet. But at this point, I want you to take a listen, okay? And um, tell me what you think. Make up your mind if these people really, you know, made you feel special and made your child childhood feel surreal by their presence on your radio and television and make up your mind for yourself of course you don't have to tell me but i'll be right back
South Africa. Right now, you're tuned onto the best show in town with my girl FOFO. Stay tuned, don't you touch that dial. Yes, yes, that's the Family Martyrs um, intro uh, theme. Intro theme, yeah. So I hope that's what we call it. 
<laughs> anyway, don't mind my shenanigans. But it was actually the theme song that you just heard. And uh, for those of you who just heard it and you'll be like, have some um, moment of, yes, I remember. Yeah, you have um, this nostalgia. Yeah. I, sometimes I don't like to use so much big words, big vocabularies, because uh, I'm also very conscious of. Okay, no, not to sound um, demeaning. Okay, I know that my audience are truly brilliant people. But sometimes, you know, you don't want to sound too um, educated so that the average person who is listening to the podcast can really understand what you're saying. Anyway, just pass. <laughs> That's just by the way. Well, I'm excited, just like you are, you know, relieving this with you because... I also wanted to know where these people are. I really did want it to know. So I took my time with the team to, you know, create something for all of us so that we can relieve our childhood memories. And I hope you are really having a fantastic, fantastic podcast experience. So the family matters, I'd say, was just about the Winslows. For those of you who don't know the Winslows, the Winslows made up of the father who was a policeman Carl Winslow his wife he had a son uh, he had a daughter his mother uh, there was also his sister-in-law and then there was the nerd which everyone <laughs> expects me to have mentioned first but I'm going to talk about him much later the nerd next door who kept wooing Carl Winslow's daughter, you know, forever. He never succeeded, but then at some point he would succeed. I don't know if he did succeed or it was just him trying to be someone else. But Ockel is his name. So I'm just going to get to him in a bit. But just before I do so, um, what was the Family Matters sitcom all about? You know, for those of you who did not know or never watched it, it was a sitcom that was had on um, it was first her head on the ABC and then it moved to CBS for its night night season it was first aired in 98 1998 um, and um, it um, it um, went on for nine seasons I think someone left the sitcom and then they had the um, the ratings began to decline. I can't remember who left and the ratings began to decline. So they ended the um, sitcom in its ninth um, season. So the theme song you heard was titled As Days Go By. So, and um, that was a, f- um, that was the, the theme song for the, for, for, for the series. But, um, well, there were a few other characters um, in the sitcom who we never heard of again. Some went on to do amazing stuff with their acting careers. Uh, unfortunately, not everyone start out, you know, as a newbie and then move on into greater things because that's just how life is. And then there are a few deaths here and there because I recall that Michelle Thomas at the age of 30 she was a co-star 
um, on the sitcom Family Matters. She came in at some point. Um, she died in 1998, December 22nd, after a struggle with stomach cancer. May her soul rest in peace. For those of you who cannot recall Michelle um, Thomas, she was the young lady who was in love with Steve Uckle. And, uh, you know, Steve Uckle was so stuck on having um, Carl Winslow's daughter. And he would do anything to make Carl Winslow's daughter happy. Her name was Laura. Yeah, I almost forget that. And she will take advantage of Steve. Okay, I won't say she took advantage of him, but she never paid him any attention. Um, but this uh, Michelle Thomas in 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 the series, she loved Steve Uckles and would do anything to get his attention. So there was a love triangle. In essence, there was a love triangle because while Steve was chasing Lara, <laughs> Michelle, I'm actually trying to remember Michelle's name in the family matters, but Michelle was chasing Steve. So there was this love triangle happening. And um, I want to talk about Steve Arkles because for me, I don't know about you, he was my favorite character. In the family matters he is now 45 years old and um, he's addressed the issue around the character he played in the family matters and how it had impeded his growth in the entertainment industry because of um, being a uh, stereotyped uh, a certain way which was not his fault he only entered into character and he entered into that character perfectly well so much so that um you might think one might begin to think you know that he has some disabilities but he doesn't actually so he is now 45 years old his character in the family matters override his own personal name um his name is Jalel White. He's a grown man now. He has a daughter, Samaya, with his partner, Bridget Hardy, who is also an actress. Um, but I don't know about you. I'll say it again. Steve was my favorite character because he made me laugh. Each time I watched, I always laughed. I was always looking forward to his own um, scene. I always look forward to it because I needed to laugh. He was a really funny, funny guy. And his shenanigans with Laura Winslow was something I really looked forward to. And by the way, um, Laura's real name is Kelly Williams, uh, which is, um, yeah, which is quite interesting. You know, Kelly Williams from Laura Winslow. <laughs> okay, so but she's married now. And she has still children. She got married in 2009 for Steve Ockles. There is no record that he got married. So I believe he's in an open relationship with his partner, Bridget Hurdy. So now back to Steve, because I do not want to bore you. I want to make this as interesting as possible and also educative. Um, so that you know where your favorites are now. But the thoughts of Steve, I don't know about you, but the thoughts of Steve makes me still laugh. Like when I think of his character, I laugh. 
<laughs> I remember Laura's uh, mannerisms when she calls Steve. She goes, Steve, Steve, oh, Steve. <laughs> okay, I would have taken back memory lane. All right. And a break, and then I'll be right back. will make me cool. <laughs> oh, will you go on and drink that and then I'll show you my toothpaste that turns me into Jen Jacks. Mark it, you must, my little minx. But I found my cool jean. Truly was a little hard to find. It was hiding behind my jeans for hammer toes and nasal drip. <laughs> but still, I found it. So I took my cool jean and I doubled it. And I double it again and again until I had a hundred trillion cool jeans. <laughs> Steve, you're scaring me. I'm sorry. Laura, this elixir will improve my coordination, my posture, my vocal intonation, and I might even sprout a chest hair or two. <laughs> First, you better sprout a chest. Uh, Steve, is that stuff safe? Who knows? Steve. Hired a Steve Urkel, were you? Wanted someone better, did you? Someone a cool. Well, through the teeth, over the gums, look out, stomach, here it comes. Steve, stop. Oh, cool jeans taste like Snapple. <laughs> You okay? No, 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 no. There is no Steve here. I'm Stefan, sweet thing. Stefan or Kels. celebrates the women on whose shoulders we stand. It really is a revolution. The women are not waiting for permission to do their work. 
يجب أن نقف مع الشعوب المضطهدة. And to be a voice for the women that don't have a voice. And an arc of history. No one can stop us. We will speak up for our rights and we will bring change through our voice. Our words can change the whole world because we are all together. The time for rhetoric is over. The time for pretending we don't know what is going on is over. And the time is now for equal rights for women, equal pay for women, and respect for women. Let me to the 
People are looking at me. They're not looking at you. They're looking at me. The stores are not nice to people. I don't like it. Stores are never nice to people. They're nice to credit cards. Okay. Stop fidgeting. Get rid of your gum. I don't believe you did that. <clears throat> yes, I am Mr. Hollister, the manager. May I help you? Edward Lewis. Ah, yes, sir. You see this young lady over here? Yes. Do you have anything in this shop as beautiful as she is? Oh, yes. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm saying we have many things as beautiful as she would want them to be. That's the point I was getting at. And I think we can all agree with that. That's why when you came in here, you know what we're going to need here? We're going to need a few more people helping us out. I'll tell you why. We're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us, because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand that? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. Anything you see here, we can do, by the way. Get ready to have some fun, OK? okay. Mary Pat, Mary Kate, Mary Frances, Tova, let's see it. Come on, bring oh, it up. Absolutely divine. Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah. Exactly how obscene an amount of money were you talking about? Just profane or really offensive? Really offensive. I like him so much. How's it going so far? Pretty well, I think. I think we need some major sucking up. Very well, sir. You're not only handsome, but a powerful man. I could see the second you walked in here, you were someone to reckon with. Hollister. Yes, sir. Not me. Her. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. How are we doing, ladies? Oh, Edward. Edward, where the hell are you? The word's all over the street. Morse is going to raise your offer, pal. He's countering. God, he is a tough old bird. Where's he going to get the money? I don't know. He, I think he's throwing in with the employees. He still needs someone to underwrite the paper. You find out who it is. I'll be in the office in an hour. Yeah, okay, you got it. You're on your own. I have to go back to work. You look great. She has my card. And we'll help her use it, sir. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman the kind I like to meet. Pretty woman Love that tie. Would you give her the tie? The tie. Take off the tie. Give her the tie. The tie. He really wants to do this. He would go crazy about the tie. Really. Who ordered pizza? Pretty woman, stop the Yesterday, you wouldn't wait on me. Oh, you work on commission, right? Uh, yes. Big mistake. Big, huge. I have to go shopping now.
Pretty Woman. That was a very short clip of the movie Pretty Woman, which、uh, featured the duo Julia Roberts, who was really a pretty woman at the time and still is, and Richard Gere, of course,、um, at a boutique where she was shopping. You know the rest of the story. I'm not going to bore you for those of you. Who have watched it? But I'm just going to give you like a summary of what this is about. So, The Pretty Woman became an instant classic 32 years ago. It was a Cinderella story about a wealthy businessman falling for a prostitute while on a business trip in LA. Edward, who makes a living by it and breaking up companies, picks up a hookah. Of course, you know what it is. Vivian. Played by Julia Roberts on a lock after Edward, played by Richard Gere, hires Vivian to stay with him for the weekend. The two get closer, only to discover there are significant hurdles to overcome as they try to bridge the gap between their very different worlds. Of course, a businessman hooking up with a prostitute, and the prostitute wants a fairytale ending. But this is not just about the fairy tale behind the pretty woman. This is about two amazing actors who were constantly featured in movies together, especially blockbuster movies like this, The Pretty Woman, and of course The Runaway Bride, which I'm going to come to in a bit. And just before I share with you the rest part of this Pretty Woman story. There was an error、um, that I made when I was talking about the release date of the Family Matters. The release date of the Family Matters was、um, on September 22, 1989. It actually stopped airing in its ninth season on July the 17th. 1998. I needed to clear that up so that、um, you don't go around with false information. <laughs> anyway, just that's by the way. So, back to Pretty Woman. So, the Pretty Woman was adapted from the Big Malian play by George Bernard Shaw and it was directed by Gary Marshall.、Um, so, where are they now? I do not want to bore you about the cinema. Cinematics around their movies, but where are they now? Is the question. A lot of people want to know where's Julia Roberts, where's Richard Gere? Well, they're around, very much around. Julia Roberts will be returning to our screens in the spring on Sunday, April the 24th. In the Movie Gaslit, which premieres at Stars. Little is known about Richard Gere because he doesn't put himself out there so much, so we dived deeper. I personally did. I really love the guy.、Uh, so, Richard Gere is a bit older now compared to Julia Roberts, who is just about 52. Richard Gere is 72. He's been married three times. <laughs> I really I thought. Richard and Julia look good together. And even, right, that's a topic for another day, right? But I was 
like open at some point that they both will get married considering they would have fantastic chemistry in the movies runaway bride and pretty woman but you know i don't know i think richard Gere has a type and he has a type for his type is a uh, younger women i guess because um richard Gere's first wife was 26 about the time he married her and there was a 70 year gap between them and then even with his most recent marriage now we can see that um is married to someone who is 40 something is uh, the age gap between them is about 40 something years because she's in her 30s late 30s and Richard Gay is in his um, 72. So um, I think he has a type, and for that reason, maybe a relationship with Julia Roberts didn't work out because Julia Roberts herself has been divorced once. Um, this is a she's in her second marriage with Danielle Morder. But um, not to bore you about their personal life, um, the best part of this duo was when they returned to our screens in 1999. Yeah. And the runaway bride, if you ask me. Uh, well, while I thought the pretty woman was it, the runaway bride was just it. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to take you back memory lane. So take a listen. I'll be right back. I'm loving this. tradition that has uh, grown over the years, it is now toast time. First up, our host, Lou, uh, honey of a beekeeper, Trout. May the groom's heart be filled with hope and the bride's feet filled with lead. <laughs> May the pitter-patter of little feet not be Maggie's. <laughs> May the gifts be returnable. <laughs> I took mine back. You know the old saying, uh, you're not losing a daughter? Well, I'd like to. <laughs> that stomach there, Maggie may not be Hale's longest running joke, but she is certainly the fastest. <laughs> Good one, Karen. Walter, maybe Mr. Ah. There we are. Would you like to say something, Mr. Graham? Yeah, just a minute, just a minute. Yeah. I don't know yet. You okay? Come on, Ike. Take a shot at Maggie live. It's much more fun than print. Excuse me? Well, it's a joke. They're kidding, uh -huh. Ike. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Woo! Ike, come on. Woo! All right. We'll have a toast. Yeah. yeah. Come on. To, uh, to Maggie's family and friends. May you find yourselves the bullseye of an easy target. May you be publicly flogged for all of your bad choices. And may your noses be rubbed in all of your mistakes. Well, that was funny, but enough toasting. Let's hula, everybody. Let's get up and uh, start the band up. And everybody, we're going to make a line right down here. Everybody up. Maggie. Oh, Maggie? Lou, where are those hula dancers? Honey, go find the Here, girl. she might need this. Everybody get you were so lost, you didn't even know 
What kind of eggs you like? Yes. Yes. Yes, that's right. With a priest, you wanted scrambled. With with a deadhead, it was fried. With the other guy, the bug guy, it was it was poached. Now it's like, oh, uh, egg whites only. Thank you very much. That is called changing your mind. No, that's called not having a mind of your own. Maggie, what are you doing? You really want that guy up there to drag you up Annapurna for your honeymoon? You do not want to climb Annapurna. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You want a man who will lead you down the beach with his hand over your eyes just so you can discover the feel of sand under your feet. You want a guy that wake you up at dawn. He's just bursting to talk to you. Can't wait another minute just to find out what he'll say. Stop it. I am getting married on Sunday. And you are just trying to make me run. Because you're a cynical, exploitive, mean-hearted creep who wouldn't know real love if it bit him in the armpit. All you do is, is tear others down and and, and laugh at them and criticize what they do because you're too afraid to do anything yourself. I read your columns. You never once wrote anything about yourself. I am not the only one that is lost. And you know it. <laughs>
story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood, I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." I whistled for a cab and when it came near the license plate said, "Pressure it a dice in the mirror." If anything, I can say that this cab was rare, but I thought, nah, forget it. Yo, home's the Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, "Yo, home, smell you later." Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm, mm. <laughs> Don't mind me. Don't mind my shenanigans. I hope by now you get used to it. I do not know how to chant this, the theme song from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I know a lot of guys do know. I'm not really good with rap, uh, so it's not my forte. Um, but if you call me to sing like a Cell Indian, I will do that for you. But this is not about Cell Indian. Um, so the Fresh Prince of Bel Air aired from 1990 and stopped airing in 1996. It was only for six seasons. Um, I'm not going to bore you with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air because there was a lot of characters and I don't want to expend more than the time allotted for this podcast. So... I'm going to focus on Will Smith because the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was like the spotlight, huge spotlight for Will Smith. And even though Will Smith is now 56 years old, um, he's still a mega, mega superstar and still doing his thing. And being in Hollywood, he's gone on to create amazing movies afterwards and have for himself an amazing acting career is featured in men in black to i am legend our robot to hitched to after earth karate kid where he and his son featured um and i'm talking about uh is it jaden smith yeah that's his name he's um featured in a, in a more recent movie titled King Richard, which is a biopic of um, the world's greatest athlete, if you ask me, Serena Williams' uh, father, who brought his daughters, Serena and Venice, into the spotlight by, you know, training them to be super athlete in tennis. And um, Will Smith did a fantastic job in um, portraying the role of um, Richard Williams. And I think he did a fantastic job and deserves an award. Even if he doesn't get an award for that movie, I think the movie in itself deserves its um, 
its own award and I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I think this is just where I'm going to call it tonight or call it a day depending on what time you're listening to this podcast. But um, besides movies, Will Smith, everyone knows, has been in an entanglement with his wife, Jada Pinkett, who was the host or one of the co-hosts of the Red Table Talk, where she opened up about being in an open marriage with Will Smith. I do not understand what that is. I understand being in an open relationship but being in an open marriage I don't know how that sounds but um this is not about you know their relationship now because these days we have all types of relationship and adults are allowed to make those choices because um they're adults but then of course because they're adults they also leave they also left I beg your pardon with the consequences to deal with i'm not going to deal with consequences with them the adults and as much as they can make those choices then of course as adults you're ready to take responsibility and uh, this is the much i can take on where are they now i hope that you enjoyed it as much as um, i did i really enjoyed myself producing this and uh, with the rest of the team I'm sure they did enjoy themselves. Yes, of course they do. That's why we do this for you because we really do enjoy it each time we produce um, this podcast. So till I come your way again, take good care of yourself. But remember that I will be back. Bye for now.
stuck in the middle and the pain is under so I had to get over welcome to that four feminist allow me taking you into the world of feminism what it feels like being a woman in a man's world yeah you heard me right is it a man's world well you'll find out and I'll also be taking you what it feels feels like being a woman in a woman's world. Didn't tell her when I told you women have their own world. I hope you come with me on this journey every weekend. I'm going to be taking you on the exciting, intriguing, and suspense-filled world of great women all over the world. So stay tuned. My name is Afar Femme.